Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. I wish I was here with champagne, but I am celebrating with Leah Dominiak and Savannah Hanel. And it's third one with Savannah and second one with Leah. But we're going to celebrate with the fact that you have been moved up to Sublimes and that the Lido has opened. So I want to thank you, wonderful ladies, for making this work to get on here because I know you're probably a bit tired, maybe, from what you've gone through the last few weeks to get this show up and going. Maybe not. You don't look tired at all. A little bit, yeah. It's our rest day, so it's been an intense, um, we had five weeks of rehearsals and then um, we had our opening weekend, so yeah, personally I'm kind of feeling it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have two days off and tomorrow we go back into rehearsal, so yeah, you know, we're doing the, the housework and the cleaning and just relaxing and yeah, trying to get our energy back for the week ahead. When did you get back in Paris? Which I also, okay, I'm going backwards because I wanted, we wanted to shout, shout out to Hilary Sukanos who wrote this article in a Bird in the World about the two Aussie girls being moved up to Sublime. Um, so we want to thank her because she's done such a great job of um, showcasing you two. And I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but, yeah. okay, both, but that you're Australian. So you had a long flight to get there. So I would just love to hear about when you found out you're coming back for sure, because it's been, I don't know if you guys had a date. I just know way back when it was the crazy horse that opened and then closed again. So it kind of seemed like maybe things were coming back and then not. And then there was like a dead zone forever, which didn't feel like it was going to happen. But what were you guys hearing leading up to it that thought maybe, or, or was everything so iffy until you really got the date? Like we really are going back because for you to fly back from Australia, it's gotta be a pretty sure thing that it's really going to open. Yeah, well, we found out, when did we find out, Lee? I can't remember the exact month. Was it June? Um, oh, yeah, was I think we like, found out around two or three months before. Before. Date, yeah. Yeah, and so it was definite. And I know at the Moulin Rouge, um, they had a date and they were all planning to go back, but then it was cancelled again. And so there was a new reopening. But for us, it was always the, the same date. And so we were kind of a little bit more certain that, okay, this is really happening, you know. But I think until, because I was in Australia, so up until the week that I left, I was still really thinking, like, is this happening? Is this for sure? You know what I mean? Because with everything going on in the world, it was a bit still iffy. But, no, it was really great. And we came back and then things started to, the ball started to roll. Wow. Wow. How did you, did they, did you get an email or how did you find out? An email. And then our boss called us, I think all individually to uh, just, you know, say hello and tell us what's happening and things like this. So. It's so interesting with, with the Delta, they say be more dangerous and spreading because we had all this lockdown where things weren't as bad. And now when the, when it's gotten worse, and things are opening, but, if, but at least things are in place as far as vaccinations and ma- or maybe just the mandates are stricter because you guys are opening, but it's not like things are better in the world. It's actually like 
harder. <laughs> so just decide to come back. Did you have any doubts or were you just ready to go back and feel like you're going to be well taken care of and they're not taking risk with your life? Um, I think there's always a little bit of doubt because last year was so uncertain, like things would open. And then a few months later, everything would be closed and we'd be in a lockdown again. I think we did three lockdowns altogether. So there's always like that tiny bit of uncertainty, but I guess in France, like the vaccination count is, is pretty good now. So everything kind of seems back to normal and everything's opening again in Paris. So I think, fingers crossed, we're open for good. Yes, because I'm so excited to come see it, but I'm kind of like, okay, before I buy that ticket, I want to make sure it's really happening. But for you guys to be back on stage, you're, you're going to go for it more fully than me as a tourist that can just wait. Like you guys must have been like, okay, this is it. And everything has to be pushed aside of doubt to make that, to make that trip. How was it being back in Paris? Did it feel back to normal too? Like the energy was back, but when you guys came back, things weren't quite up and rolling yet, right? Well, for me personally, when I arrived, I had two weeks before we started rehearsal because I wasn't sure if I had to quarantine or something like this. <clears throat> and at this time it was the summer holidays for everybody. So Paris was very quiet. And so in this time I was going to ballet classes and Pilates and trying to see people who were here, you know, before everything started up again. But yeah. And then when we started rehearsal, it was like, oh, finally, you know, I've been waiting for this for the past year and a half and now we're here and let's just make the most of it. You know, I feel like we should just be really present and enjoy everything that's happening because we don't know what the future's going to hold. Even mm -hmm. if things seem stable now, you know, just something could happen and it could all shut down again. So just uh, really grateful and humbled about what our job and what we get to do every day. So. Wow. And Leah, were you, st you were back in Australia or were you, you were staying in the countryside the whole time? You didn't leave France, right? Yeah, I stayed in France the whole time. So I didn't have too far to travel back to Paris. <laughs> um, but yeah, the same as Savannah, just so happy to be back and to see everyone, some of our colleagues and friends that we hadn't seen for a year and a half. Um, so it was really nice. It was a big reunion. And um, obviously there was like new kind of, um, COVID rules in place and we had to wear masks for the whole five weeks of rehearsals um, which was a pretty big challenge um, and yeah we had to kind of like you know wash our hands in between like um, rehearsals and we weren't allowed to sit next to each other at lunchtime like we had to kind of space out because it was a little bit different to normal but all in all like every, everyone's just so happy to be back and um, yeah really good energy. So there's a lot of touching and close dance in the show. Like I talked to Alexandra, like I think she told me there were some things that were altered because I'm thinking that tango, uh, the belly, everything, they're so close and touching. Did you, was anything changed as far as how close you were on stage? Because if you're not wearing your mask on stage, now you're on stage close together, breathing heavy. Did that alter the choreography or the staging? Yes, uh, in rehearsal, we went over these bits quite quite with a fine tooth comb. I think, you know, Jane was really good with this and trying to make us all feel safe and comfortable with everything and not altering the choreography too much that it looked weird and like, oh, don't look at me. But um, 
No, it was it was really good. You know, things like face to face, we had to change. Like, so one person had to turn away, or you know, something else. Or we, I think we we can't touch the face. We can touch below. And we can touch the costumes, but we try to keep away from, yeah, just face to face choreography. Oh wow, that's okay. That makes me happy that they're taking it very serious and that your safety is at the top. Um, my brain just is all of a sudden shutting down. <laughs> I had a question about that too, because you also came back into the show and your body remember, I mean, it's been a long time, but did your body remember all the choreography? Did it come back pretty quickly as far as like you hear that music? Cause I talked to Alexander too. Like there was a going from top to bottom and relearn or learning the choreography. But if you're adding little adjustments, was that, that seems harder to me of where to turn and look if it's in your body so permanently. Like that would be harder than learning new choreography in some ways is to not go back to the way you used to do it because your body remembers to do it a certain way. Now you have to do it different. Yeah, it's kind of like the the muscle memory kicks in. But um, it was actually surprising how quickly everyone, like we, I think we had one rehearsal for opening on the first day and then they put the music on and it was, everyone just remembered it. Like it just came back like, so quickly so even after that really long break it was surprising how quickly it came back wow when you were off that whole time were you going over it at all or just like when I get there it'll come back so you weren't like home going over it um no well they sent us a link with the show like um when they announced that the show was going to be open again so we could watch the show and you know um get used to the quarry and everything again but um yeah, no, I think, um, I'm not sure like if everyone watched it, but in any case, it, it came back quickly, so. Yeah, you probably just for trusted me, that it was going to be there. Yeah, for me, I, because I was off longer than everybody else, so I was uh, kind of freaking out a little bit. So I did watch the video, and because I, I know, you know, all the tracks, Bluebell, Bell, Sublime, I just went over everything just for my own body, and, you know, and then when I arrived in Paris, I went over Leah with Annabelle. We came together and we were like going over the Bluebell show, you know, just in case. Yeah. And uh, that really helped me because I don't think I would have been as switched on as everybody else if I just came back. So that's what my brain needed. Mm. And Savannah, you were doing a whole show while you were back in Australia too. So you, you didn't just ha have this break of doing a show. You've added all this other new choreography while you're yeah. off so what was that yeah. like because you got to do a show when not, hardly any shows in the whole world were happening you got to actually be on stage in the costumes getting to have a that experience yes I was incredibly lucky because at that time we were all in lockdown and things weren't looking good and we didn't know when shows would be open and when we could come back to our real jobs you know so there was a there was a period where Michael Boyd, who is the producer of uh, Cabaret de Paris and he uh, runs everything, he wanted to do this show because there were so many dancers back home from contracts and things like this and he wanted to make, I think, the most of it, you know, and my auntie Marisa Burgess, I say Marisa, but then she says, don't call me Marisa, it's Marisa. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Oh, I've been... <laughs> I've said I mean, it wrong all these years, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I don't feel so bad because I was like, okay, Marisa. Okay. Marisa. 
Yeah, and so we all got together and did this beautiful show. And I think the the first time we actually did it, we were also nervous, you know, because we've been off. Um, but then we felt the love from the audience and the energy and everything was really warm and we had so much support and love from family, friends and the public, you know. So it was just, it was strange because during this whole period, you question yourself and you go, am I really on the right path? You know, because our industry just shut down so quickly that, oh my gosh, I need to think of another another option, you know. But although I did go to uni and I did try this other path and I'm still going to do that now in Paris and continue that, but the first love for me is being on the stage. And I, I knew it when the spotlight hit me the first time, I was like, oh, just goosebumps and this is what I'm meant to be doing. So I think that's what we all felt as well at the opening night at the Lido and just having the whole audience there. It was like, oh, this is happening. So I love the video. There's you, Alexandra and Savannah that sent a video of opening night and it was just to get to see you in your costumes backstage and that energy. I was like, I, go, I just wanted to be there. It was so sad I couldn't be there. I wanted to be on the audience cheering for you. Um, so let's talk about the... Um, I've gone over with a few people, but like there's different generations of bluebells that call the lines different things. Um, Cause I was a tall nude, but in our show, I think it's the only show ever. The short nudes were called ponies. And we just thought that was a thing and found out no other show called their short nudes. And even just call somebody nudes, a tall nude and a short nude. If people don't know show business world, that sounds that we're just naked on stage. So we always have to say, no, we weren't naked, but the word nude has a connotation too. And so this changed over the years and even what showgirl means or what a bluebell means you can talk to different generations of, of bluebells and they have a different idea of, of what that name is if it means if you're covered if you're dancing more because it used to be the nudes didn't dance they just were mannequins and the show I was in the tall nudes danced just as much as the bluebells so can you go over what the titles are and, and uh, before we talk about what you got moved up to it's really nice to know what that word means um, yeah, so we have in at the Lido in Paris, we have three lines of girls. So we have the bluebells, which are the covered dancers. Um, then we have the bells, which are the topless dancers. And then we have the siblings, which are the five um, principal girls who are also topless. So there's no principal, because I'm thinking before the show was going to be like two principals that kind of had different roles. One might be more the, the glamour showgirl, one might've done the harder dancing, but it wasn't like five. So there is no blue, there's no um, principal above you guys, right? That is the five of you are the principals just split with different numbers, right? Yeah, so um, there's, there's the five principals and we all have like a, a role. So it's not exactly the same show, um, but yeah, there's no, I mean, there is the, the Lunettes girl who, who has like a little bit of a more featured role in some parts, um, but we're all um, called the same, like we all have the same um, name, which is Sabine. So let's talk about how that happened because when you were flying over there to come back, you didn't know that's what you were coming in for, right? This wasn't until you were already in Paris that you found out that you were being moved up to this. Um, is this is this for Savannah? <laughs> Either one. Savannah, how about if you answered that? What was like? Because you came back, because before you had been a swing or a replacement, right, for quite a few. You did all three lines? Me, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. So you'd already had done that as a, 
we were talking about, okay, let's clarify this because we did this before. A difference of a swing and a um, replacement may not be easy to clarify. So, so it's kind of the same thing, but it's a little bit different as far as how many things you're actually responsible for covering. Is that right? right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we had to kind of figure like, what's the difference? Because I know um, a swing sometimes, okay, I won't even get, I might complicate it more if I try to explain what I thought. So you had already swung or been a replacement for all three lines and you already knew it. So it wasn't like some, and Leah, had you done that too? Had, had you done any of the sublime parts before? Um, yeah, I'd been replacing. So um, I was a replacement sublime um, since 2015. So yeah, I'd been replacing um, mainly one one track, but I'd also um, more recently learned another track. So how did they tell you? Because had you already started back in the theater into rehearsals when you found out that you were being moved uh, up? I found out before rehearsals. So not too long before the rehearsals. Um, I had a little, a mini meeting with Jane and with Jeremy and they announced uh, the exciting news. How, tell us about that. What was that like? Did you think it might be coming at all? Did you have any suspicion that you might be moving up? Um, I mean, not necessarily um, because there's plenty of girls that um, do sibling replacements. So I didn't necessarily know that it would be me, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a wonderful honor. And I was of course very excited and it's a new challenge and a new role. So um, yeah, it was really cool coming back and going into the, to my new line and um, a new lodge as well. And um, yeah, we have three new siblings starting back this, um, this time. So it's um, very exciting. So three out of the five are new in this spot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what are, what are your tracks? Does it stay the same or do you all know everybody's sublime track or do you each have your own specific one? Um, I'm kind of familiar moment, with. Yeah. For the moment um, I mostly do one track and then um, sometimes the, the, we get changed around a little bit. So I know one other track. Um, so I know two in total, so I kind of go between those. Um, but for the most part, I just, I do a set show. Because I've seen the show once, but I watch a lot of the videos. So what are the numbers that you are featured in? And so I can, those of us who've seen the show can kind of place you in it. Oh, um, so Savannah and I actually, we alternate our, our featured roles, like our solos. So we alternate between the Can Can solo and um, in the swan section, the girl in the blue dress oh. who does the duo at the beginning with the Michael and then does the solo afterwards. Um, that's kind of our two like featured roles, which we alternate between. So you're alternate. So that's going to make it, if you were used to swinging or being a replacement, you're, it was always exciting. So you're, you still get to have that little bit of mixing things up. So you're not going to be always the same each show that's really brilliant for yeah. probably to keep you engaged more instead of just well now I'm a sublime and I'm gonna do the same show every night I think it's fascinating how this company has done it different than any show I've ever heard of how they were always rotating you around and keeping it fresh so that you don't get bored yeah exactly it's keeping it fresh and um, every night's different so one night I'll do can can the next night I'll do the the um, the swan solo so it's nice. It keeps it, keeps it challenging as well. 
probably keeps it safer for your body that you're not doing that can can every every uh, night too because your body <laughs> yeah your body's gonna mix it up because I just know like talking to so many people with either can can Moulin Rouge or other shows of just slamming in the splits like you could only do that so long and we want you guys to have a long long career and not be like well now your hip is done you're done with showbiz Savannah well, we're, what- we're both what six foot tall so yeah doing that with the long legs <laughs> but you know it's our job so you're both six feet it. tall wow uh, savannah how did you find out that you were sublime i found out in the second day of rehearsals so you came in thinking you were going into your old spot also like you would be switching it up like you did before so i was still contracted as a bluebell dancer and and so then yeah when I came back I just you know expected that I go back in the line and I was just so happy about that because I was back at work and back with everyone and I just wanted to perform again you know so it didn't it wasn't like on my mind because I heard about you know the, the sublime um promotions and I was just really happy for everybody so it didn't bother me but then I don't know on the first day of rehearsal I came back and I was with the Bluebell girls, but then I was called over to do the Sublime and then I was called back to do Bluebell. So I was going in between Sublime and Bluebell, the groups, and I was a bit, uh, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you know, nobody was telling me really anything. And and then at the end of the first day of rehearsals, our Sublime captain, Julie Bruyere, she announced that she was leaving. And so then that was very clear to everybody that another sublime spot had just become available and I had my heart was like beating I I had a feeling that maybe it's me but I didn't want to get my hopes up that you know it would be because I I was just yeah I didn't want to you know be disappointed or anything like this or just think one thing and not happen you know what I mean so yeah and then the next day in the morning we we all sat down and then Jane announced that it would be going to me and I was just very yeah I was very happy that I was with the the sublime girls now that's so so I wanted I wish I had champagne to toast you both because that's so exciting it's so exciting that you're back in the show that you you know this long wait probably makes it more precious but to get to come back and even move up into this place you've already learned so it's not like you have the stress of having to like learn a whole new show but you've already done it so does it, are you dancing less? I mean, you're dancing more because you're featured. Are you doing less numbers in the show as a sublime? Because it feels like you see them come on and they, you're not, you're not in any chorus, right? You're only featured. We're in, we, we, we dance with everybody. We dance with the whole company. Um, we're not just always by ourselves. So, but yeah, we're, we're both in 12 numbers in the show. So, <gasps> oh, you are. Yeah. Nonstop now. And and it's great. We, we built our stamina up again, so it's all good. Yeah. How was that in rehearsal, like getting used to, was it like four hours a day, five hours a day that you guys were, when you started out? Six, I think it was around six hours a day. Six. How did your bodies do? Was everybody um, like take a bit to get their stamina back and get their strength or people been training yeah. this whole time? Because you can't train hard enough probably for what you had to do if you're living in your apartment back home like savannah you were doing a show so you you know you were probably doing more than a lot of people were able to yeah, do, I wanted to do 
I wanted to come back to Paris and feel strong. And so in Australia, I kept up my Pilates. I kept up my, my dancing and I was teaching there. So when I came back, I felt okay. You know, I wasn't like totally behind the eight ball. So that was okay for me. And then when we started, it was mainly about the stamina and our strength and putting the costumes back on. And I like the can-can skirts and other things, you know, the costumes kind of can weigh you down a little bit. So you've got to have the strength for you and for the costumes as well on top. So, yeah, this is what, <laughs> this is what I found anyway. I don't know, Lee, what did you think? Rehearsals <laughs> um, were intense, honestly. For me, they were intense. Even though I did keep up my sport and um, I did a lot of yoga in the in the lockdowns to keep up my flexibility, um, but I always say like sport is it's so different. Like you use different muscles to dance. Um, when you come back to like dancing, there's all like the tiny little muscles that I feel like you don't use when you're just doing regular sport. So um, yeah, like even all the little muscles under my feet, putting the heels back on again. Um, I was getting Thai massages every day off. Every week when we had a day off, I was oh, good. getting Thai massages just to like kind of like recuperate from the week of rehearsals. That is so interesting because I'm a dancer and a massage therapist and I had not thought about that because there's the, you know, hamstrings and back and stuff, but it's all those intrinsic muscles that hold you up and to where the heels like, I don't mm-hmm. think you guys were walking around in high heels every day either, probably. I know, Savannah, you were teaching some heels classes, but things like that, that you think, oh, your body is going to be fatigued because there's no way you can do the show at that caliber when you're off for a year and a half. Um, I did a showgirl road trip with a gal who has another podcast, Showgirl's Life, and I, and I got to go to Reno and they preserved the costumes that we wore. They're all in this story. So just to see them and touch them. And I was really emotional. Cause like I wore that. So I got to put one of the capes on and then I had to have help because it's so heavy. She put it on. I went <laughs> like, I just like, I forgot how heavy those are. And then they put the headpiece on like, Oh, now I, I'm not even wearing the heels. I'm trying to imagine like putting those heels on and running for my quick change. Cause it, it's <laughs> not just the dancing is how, how heavy or balancing that thing on your head of having your neck muscles have to be strong in your back so there's so many more things or having your arms up with things waiting weighing you down yes. I had, yeah yeah those there's the things that I think probably a lot of people don't think, think about it yeah like how how much you need of just those supportive muscles not just like you can't just be home doing splits and yoga yeah. you like you need all those muscles that support everything I want Savannah you taught heels from Paris I had a workshop on zoom that I did for my dancers and it was I kept saying, do you guys know how lucky these are current cabaret dancers at the Lido and Mulan that we had teach heels. Your choreography, I've been following you, Savannah, your choreography is so wonderful. You're such a great choreographer and such Aww. a beautiful dancer. And I don't know if you were teaching like that before or if lockdown kind of opened up an, an opportunity because if you taught before, now you're going back with the credibility, like, yes, you're a Lido dancer, but you have this really great style that's um, that showgirl thing, but also very contemporary. Because I think dancing in heels like you do is an art because there's a lot of heels classes, especially in America, like L.A., that are they're very different. It's kind of stompy and um, sassy. And there's a lot of floor humping. And I go, well, you can't hump the floor in a feather backpack. <laughs> You're going to look like a, a Muppet that's down. But it's interesting, like trying to even get our dancers. We're doing a workshop together that we're going to mix it up. Like if you have to be able to switch it up. You cannot stand with your butt back and your heels heavy in a showgirl costume. So your style back to bragging on you again 
it, it was just so it's so glamorous, but it also looks contemporary. And just watching you do it and watching your students do it really well. So they're, that's exciting that they're getting, you know, a taste of that. Maybe they'll come audition too. Was that just for you to have an opportunity to teach or what made you decide to go in that heels and showgirl style for teaching? When I got back home, I wanted to have my own showgirl class because I feel there the showgirl name was being kind of thrown around a lot and it wasn't necessarily showgirl, you know, so I wanted to bring what I learned from the Lido back home to girls who wanted to maybe work there, wanted to work, you know, in Paris. So, yeah, so I really wanted that. And then, then I got offered this job to teach at I Can Dance there. And I started, it was just one class a week. And then I did a couple of workshops at other places as well. But no, it was really nice. And I'm, I'm quite a strict teacher, actually. I just want everybody to look their best. And so I, you know, um, nitpick everything from the bevel up to, you know, where you're head should be looking and things like this all the way to the fingers so I really like explain every single part of a showgirl's dance and then the choreography comes after that but I try and do it to you know modern music and things like that so yes I, I think it's quite contemporary and I'm hoping to do a class here in Paris too eventually after things are a little bit more settled so maybe that's something people here would love to come to as well. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. It was so classy. And it, I got to have you with your mom, with your aunt, all in one workshop. And it was just, it, it was, you guys did choreography, but some of it was just having dancers watch how you stand and like have your mother in this pose. It's like the classiness and you all brought a different part of it. Like Marissa really talked, Marisa, sorry. Yeah. She would she would do the whole thing of flirting with the face and the subtleties. And I just think I wanted our dancers to understand what a gift it was to have all three of you, like the different generations, the difference between the Mulan and the Lido. It was such an amazing thing. Cause I think people, if they try to copy it, it's not the same as learning from someone who does it and the why and the certain things of how you tilt your head, how you do your fingers. Cause that refinement makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. People can it's put very on important as well. I think what I figured too, I don't know, Lee with you, but when I watch myself, perform you know on the video or something when somebody records me in rehearsal the thing that I notice about myself is that I don't necessarily always finish my line off with my hands like it kind of stops at my wrist because I kind of do a little you know flick of my wrist but uh, I try and do this now where I try and extend the line and extend my wrist because it finishes everything off so these things that I notice about myself I like to pass on but my auntie, for example, she was considered more the the sexy, sexy one, you know, at Mulan. And then my mom, she was more, everyone thought she was a butterfly. So she was different in another way, you know, she moved like that. And then for me, I think people just say that I bring my own sort of energy. Like it's not necessarily one or the other. It's just I have a an energy. I don't know if that's a good thing, but. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. <laughs> Because I, I think when we get, you're your own thing. Because I think fresh energy. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Because you're not being compared to your mother. There's enough time in between, but it's wonderful that you had that to look at. But also, you you are not 
just Karina's daughter. You've definitely made your own path, your own talent, your own beauty. Um, And you stand out. And then uh, Leah, I have um, the dancer that I'm bringing to eventually audition. One of her assignments is we watched like the show I was in, Hello, Hollywood, Hello, which was wonderful. There's some cheesy stuff that you go, yeah, some of that's a little bit cheesy. And so then we showed the, the contemporary and I pulled up a lot of stuff of the lead and the new promo with you blowing the feather. Oh, that yeah. it, and I showed that because I was teaching a showgirl kind of style choreography in my jazz class, and I had them watch that. I go because, like Savannah, what you said, what people think they just throw the word showgirl around. And I go, it's the joy. And so, um, Leah, you always look at the picture of you with the feathers around you. There's quite a few that I talk about the joy, which is so different when people think sexy. It's more of a mean face or a removed face or a bitchy face when people think sexy. And I go, no, this how Leah does this is the joy and the class. So there's some amazing photos of you, but that one with the feather. And then it's at the end, you're in the dressing room and you just turn your head. I'm like, damn, I can find (laughs) you in any promo anywhere on that stage. I can find your face. Your face is just, you just light up. And it's like, I go, there she is. There she is. And then Hannah, who's never seen you live, like there she is. We could just find you in any promo because you're in quite a few. So you, with both of you being sublimes of like, of course, of course you're sublimes, but it is a fun game. Uh-huh. And now, cause I think there's some people it's harder, like, it's, because you don't have the hair, you don't have much of to find a person except for just their face with a lot of makeup on, but I could spot both of you, any, any promo anywhere. So when I find you on the stage, it won't be hard. Cause sometimes there's people it's like, wait, is that that, I think that might be her. That might be that person. No doubt with you too. I could pick you out if you're in the back. I could find you. Like you just stand out with your beauty, but also like your face structure and just how you carry yourself that I can, I will be able to spot you the second you come on stage when I come to see the show live. It's so funny because people, um, Alexandra and I, we have similar look, people say. And so sometimes they go, oh, was that you? And I go, no, that's uh, that's Ola, you know? So we do have a similarity, but she's she's her own beauty and she's uh so beautiful to watch well then i can see how you and alexandra i could see how uh face structure wise you might look the same and we get makeup on but then i think it is now i've even just talked to you and what and seen you in some video i'm like oh i could spot you now because you have your own essence but i think yeah. until you get to in, get to know a person like i know like when my family would come see me in the show our show was 150 people in the cast so like my grandma could never find me. And I'm like, okay, I'm on the, on the wing of the airplane. The second one, I had to draw a map and she couldn't find me. The way my grandmother found me was by my butt. Cause she said, oh, I found you. I recognize your butt in the lineup. And so if I was facing the audience, she couldn't find me. But if I was turned around, my grandma could find me by my butt. So I think it's better to be known by your face than your butt. But, <laughs> but, but it is hard. Cause when it's like, you know, my own grandmother was like, where is she? She just, she had a hard time, even though I drew a map for her. So it is nice if you have that essence that, that is easy to find. And um, especially if you have loved ones, have you had anyone, you know, come to see the show or just other cast of that? Are you guys, did you go see the Mulan or were you able to, cause everybody's in rehearsals. Were you able to see each other's shows? We had um, on the night before our premiere, we had um, a show for friends and family. So everyone had two invitations to invite um, either friends or family um, to the show. So I think everybody kind of took advantage of that. And it was just such a good energy because it was obviously everybody that knew us and um, everyone was cheering for us. And that was kind of like our first show for a public. So that was like a really special, special night. Oh, my God. It was so nerve wracking. (laughs) 
It was. My legs were shaking in the opening. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that because it was kind of a soft opening, but it was still a real opening, right? Because you. Sherry, they had a drone as well on that show. Oh, yeah. So when everyone was watching, the drone was like coming close to us and, yeah, things like Ooh. this. So it wasn't necessarily. Yeah, that's right. There was a lot of, um, we had a lot of TV with us over the last week or so, um, filming like um, every night up until the opening. And so, yeah, every show that we would do, we would have um, cameras and the news and drones and it was wild. Drones. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Because, okay, because just getting to hear that music, when I talked to Alexander too, we were talking about like the dress rehearsal because I didn't interview her at she hadn't done the show yet we interviewed before the show opened but she just said even it's in your body but then when you hear that opening music I go how was that was exciting because it was actually kind of scary like it was a like she got nervous hearing the opening music because here you rehearse and you're finally going to do it but like it wasn't like oh we've got this down it must have felt still a little bit like wow you know I don't know if you had nerves or was it excitement or all the things can happen at the same time like to finally be on stage that curtain opens, that music comes up and you've got a, an audience finally. Like, can you guys exp- explain or describe what your emotional state, your physical <laughs> state of like, finally, this is happening. Cause I watched, like you guys sent me a video. I was thinking of you guys on, on like, oh, the whole thing of putting your makeup on and, and the getting ready and that energy that, that happens right before the, sh- the curtain comes up and what's like, happening backstage well, too. Cause yeah, well, for me, I mean, Leah and I, we start on the same side, so I want to talk about how we felt there. But during the show, for me, I was thinking, okay, Savannah, your mind controls your body. Your body and your nerves don't control your mind. And I was like, <laughs> okay, trying to get into this whole thing. It was not working, let me tell you. I tried everything. <laughs> I tried breathing. I tried, like, okay, just close the eyes, meditation. Nothing was working, you know. It's just you can prepare as much as you want, but then when the audience is there and, you know, we're, we're very exposed with our costumes on stage and then, you know, people looking at your body and things, you know, there's this whole thing going on. So you try and control everything, but then in the end, I think the nerves got to me. At the- <laughs> <laughs> and you're opening as a sublime too, because you've done those positions, but it, did it feel different to actually now have officially be a sublime to open as that? Yes, you know, we've got these positions now and it's not something that we're settled in. You know, we always, for me, I feel like I have to keep showing that I deserve this spot, you know, that I'm working hard and that I want to do my best. And every night I I come on stage and I want to do something better than I did the night before. So this is my, my intention. But at the same time, I've just, with me, I've got to believe in myself and trust that, I've got this position for a reason, you know, and it's not uh, the insecurities sometimes take over a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all there um, for, to represent the Lido and to represent our own personality on that stage and to be with one another. And yeah, it's, it's quite beautiful. I just got to keep that in mind, you know? What was the energy like too? Cause you have the audience giving you this. I don't know if you had a quiet audience or like how, how ruckus the audience was, but also the energy with each other. Cause you're finally together with your friends, your peers, your coworkers. Like, what was that like, you know, like in, in the dressing room and the energy? Cause I just know for myself, like sometimes you're, you're giving everything out to the audience and then you look next to you and like, that's my friend. Like, and you have those moments where you realize who you're dancing with and how amazing, uh, 
if you actually feel each other as opposed to like everything going out off the edge of the stage to the audience? Um, yeah, I think that first night when we did the show for friends and family, um, we came off from the opening and everyone was just buzzing. Like just, there was so much adrenaline and just oh. so much like good energy. And um, yeah, like a few people said, like they got, like a lot of nerves when they stepped out onto stage because I think also when you know people in the audience it kind of makes you like a little bit nervous and obviously we all knew people in the audience and it was like <laughs> the public and yeah. so yeah I know my legs were shaking in the opening and I'm pretty sure like other people were like had a few little wobbly moments and I think I had way too much adrenaline at the beginning of the show because I think I was dancing way too fast and I found the music really <laughs> slow, but then <laughs> it was just because I had way too much adrenaline. And then I said, okay, Leah, calm down, calm down, concentrate, just concentrate, count, go back to your counts. And I think by like the middle of the show until the end, I kind of felt like a little bit more comfortable. And then I just kind of really started to like enjoy it and just, yeah, just make the most. But oh my the, gosh. the first night was definitely like a wild mix of emotions, nervous, excitement, adrenaline. Um, yeah, just like a crazy mix of emotions. And then having our loved ones like um, there to watch us. It was just like the most special night. Did anyone have people that came in specifically for this? Or were these friends that you had from your life in Paris that, that came that were already there that came to see the show? I had my cousin from London come with her partner and so she flew just for the opening and so that was nice to have family there, you know, um, but at the same time, the Lido is another family. Mm. So it was nice to have a little bit of both there for me, but I don't know about you, Lee. Yeah, I had, um, obviously my family couldn't come even though they would have loved to. Um, from Australia it's very complicated travel at the moment um but I did get a really nice bouquet of flowers that they sent over and got delivered to my lodge um so they were thinking about me but I had my partner come to watch um the show which was the first time he'd ever seen me dance so really, that really oh fun. that's so sweet that's so great that you guys had all that support and I see all the flowers behind you Savannah are those from yeah. are those from the show it's and I love seeing yeah. you guys pose with your bouquets um after the show, and I and I I had just interviewed Miles um, for Circleback Savannah, so then I saw I the thought, flowers. He got me these ones, the the red roses, which are beautiful. And uh, we, Leah and I, we both got flowers from. We got a beautiful big white rose from our management, and we got flowers from our new sibling captain Renee. Oh, she's and, the new sibling captain. Okay, cool. Yeah, yes. And then, you know, from, from family back home and from friends and, yeah, it was just, it's so beautiful. Leah and I, we were actually, I think we were going up for Bluebell and Leah was like, Sav, let's go upstairs and let's take photos, you know, in costume and with our flowers. And that's what we did. So that was really nice. I love that. I loved um, getting to see the before, to see the flowers after, because we made a video for you and I just sent it out to mainly people that I've interviewed already to do like a, a video for you guys to say we're rooting for you. And I was so happy with how many people sent videos in. I don't know if you guys got to see the video, but it was from Bluebell's past 
Did you guys I see it? The, I saw the video yeah. after the, I saw it actually after the opening, but thank you so much because it was so nice to watch and just all the support and uh, it was, yeah, we really felt the love. So thank you so much. Well, I sent it out and I thought, well, what if I only get four? Because it's going to be kind of sad to go, here's four people. But I got I got so many and they were so happy to do it. And so I feel like when you were doing it, you had the people there with you celebrating. And there was a bunch of us that were like, I feel like we were watching a football game. We're like, come on, you guys, here's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then when it did, it's like, because it felt like such a big deal, obviously for you guys, but even for those of us who had been part of that world, to see it come back was emotional too, because we are like cheering you guys on because you're carrying carrying this forward. And it's finally here because, you know, midway through, it did start to feel like, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe even the Lido can't sustain this long of a, you know, a, a timeout. So it really was, there was a lot of energy and a lot of love coming towards you guys that day. And so it was so fun to put it together and to have, to hear all the different um, encouraging things that people had to say, but they were, you know, they did it because they really meant it and really were happy for you. So I love that, that kind of this connection through all the decades is like, all eyes are on you guys. <laughs> You're running with this. You're keeping this thing going. So Leah, the question I asked Savannah kind of, for you too as did it feel different being on the stage now as a confirmed sublime as a new position or I mean with all the adrenaline and nerves I'm sure a lot of things were <laughs> overriding everything but did it did it feel different to know like yes you've been chosen for this now and this is your spot um yeah I think it did actually um I felt like yeah um really happy and um like Savannah said, like, you know, we're going to eventually get really settled into our roles and, um, but also continue to, to push to always, you know, um, give it our best and to, to challenge ourselves. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to kind of start the new adventure as Sublime and also with um, two other new siblings as well. It's really kind of nice and special to start at the same time as um, Savannah and Melissa. So yeah, wow. I think we're all feeling like very proud to kind of represent the Lido as one of their soloists. I just want to keep saying congratulations. I'm just really happy because you're both amazing women because I've already got to interview. So it makes me happy when I know like, oh, I kind of know them. So I'm even more happy. Um, yeah. Did the and second you, night, oh, sorry, go ahead. You you would love talking to Melissa too. She's a real sweetie. So maybe that's something else that you want to do yeah, later. I, I think I've reached out to her, but I will try, I want to try again. Cause I wanted to include her in this too. Um, so I have a question like with the drones, all does, was Paris a buzz with this too? Because you guys are such a foundational thing of, especially that of the Champs-Élysées of that area, but the Lido has been there. Did you feel like you had support from the French people or the French, um, I mean, this, the press was, I, I heard there was a lot of things that like you said there was camera. Was there a big deal made about it? Or who, who were those people that came that, after the friends and family for the real opening? Um, we did have a lot of uh, media support and um, there was a lot of TV presence over the last week or week or two. Um, and just during the build up to the opening, um, so we, we've been on the, the news. Um, I also did an interview for French radio. Um, there, there's going to be some reports coming out this week on the news, actually. 
and yeah that I think they've really been pumping the publicity and um they've brought up some really beautiful videos and photos and um on the social media as well and yeah I think the Thursday Friday Saturday show were open to the public and we we also had a lot of um some VIPs invited to the show on Saturday and it was a full house it was amazing it was like here we go even the balcony was full like it was absolutely buzzing the theater was just I mean it was amazing there was so many people in there oh my gosh because that's I know Savannah when you did the show in Australia I was asking you because I think they were not filling up because at that point you couldn't be full capacity but it was still was it a thousand seat house that you were doing in in Australia but I don't know if they were filling because I know theaters were you know like half capacity like a seat in between so for you guys to be full also feels like incredible because I, I know you know theater was opening here and some people like I can go but I don't know if I want to go yet like I think a lot of times even though we had the option people were still a little hesitant but full out people were ready to go and I guess all yeah. the measures the fact that everybody's vaccinated everybody has to be vaccinated to see the show right or can they show a proof of negative COVID test yeah. to get in? So I think as like at the entrance, they have to show either the vaccination or um, a negative test. So I think like once everybody's in, they kind of feel safe. And um, yeah, it was wild. There was just, I mean, it, it was just so nice to perform to a full house again and have that energy and everybody cheering and yeah, it was and I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but uh, the show is not the same as what you uh, have seen at Sheria. There's We have a new section in there now, which just brings everything a bit more to life to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the Lido. And, yeah, and so when everybody comes, I think they would really enjoy this new bit, you know, in the show. I love, because I saw the, the red, white, and those are not from the current show. Those are from our past show, right? There's been pictures. Yeah. So they brought, is it a section that's dedicated or is it kind of sprinkled in the show? Like some of these numbers that they brought back from past. Um, it's kind of like a new tableau that's been inserted into the show. And it's a celebration of all the previous um, shows at the Lido. So it's kind of the best of the best. They've brought back um, the best numbers, all the huge um plumes and the costumes and I think it goes for around 15-16 minutes the, the tableau and um yeah it got such a good reaction from the audience I think I bet yeah they just loved it how long and is that gonna if I come in the spring will that still be there or does it yeah, mean no yeah. permanent I think it's permanent in the show okay I was hoping it wasn't a short thing because I want to see just to see those costumes because there's more feathers now than there than there was in your show because your show is a lot more contemporary. So I think when you get to see the feathers, it's, and I love that because I, I didn't know these shows that well. So I've been watching online like Panache and Cocorico. So it's to see something I recognize. Is a pink pom-pom thing in there that um, that's not in there? Okay, I want to see that one live again. Okay, so can you say what numbers are in there or no? Is that is that not allowed to say what numbers think- have been added? I think we're not allowed to say the exact things that are in there, but you can see by the promo videos what will be there. Okay. Because I've now I've seen more of the video. I want to see 
the whole show again. I love that you're doing that because I feel like it will also the people who have loved the Lido for all these years. It's nice for them to get to see where it all came from, that it's all it's honoring the whole legacy. So that's so wonderful. So have yeah. you had just three full three nights or have you done more than that? Your opening was last week. So you've only done three shows so far, right? No, yeah. we've done more because of TV filming and things like this. We had a show on the 9th. We had a sh- we had two shows on the 15th. Then we had one show 16th and one show on the 17th. Is that right, Lee? Yeah, we had um, our pre-opening on the 15th and then we had 16th, 17th, 18th open wow. to the public. So then this week, Leah, you were wow and were you just worn out after that because like you said there's the just doing the show but also the adrenaline and all the press stuff and all the extra and you've been on this long run of rehearsals how were you on your day off or, were, or could you even calm down to relax uh, rest or was it just like boom now some we need girl, to sleep some girls got sick because of like you know it's like <laughs> go back straight into it and so some girls they don't have COVID but they're a bit run down you know what I mean which is normal but I think some yeah overwhelmed with all the emotions oh I bet and just the end of the five weeks of rehearsals going back into the shows um I was on such a high but yeah now I'm feeling like I need a little rest before we get going yeah I need a nap well I think even to the the anticipation of it like like you said Savannah like we're doing this but it could go away but we I think you probably figured you're gonna get to have an opening if things change later but I wonder like even the relief because relief is a huge like now I need a nap because like this whole thing that's anticipated we finally did it and now it's like there's just there's so much wrapped up in this opening you know it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of beauty and it's also like so much to celebrate that how hard to get this going because it's not waiting till the pandemic's over to do it you're doing in the midst of a raging pandemic and I don't know what tourism is like in Paris right now because I've I've heard people are you know I have two people that I know that were there when you're I think one of them I know Sarah Jones she's a dancer from my studio she was going to maybe come to the soft opening that Hillary's going to arrange for her um, because she just wanted to see the show and she wanted to know where do they take class and like she's been following a lot of your journey but I don't know how many um what tourism is like for for Paris if it's kind of back to normal and the people are like you know what with COVID we still have to live we still want to travel but there's been so many restrictions of you know now you have to be vaccinated to fly in which I am so that's why I will be there in the spring no matter what <laughs> I'm gonna be there to see the I'm show waiting for you, Carrie. yeah I'm so excited <laughs> so now that we're you're open are you kind of back into routine or you're just going to be resting or like okay, what is my Paris life going to be like? Because it's different now. Well, we have three shows a week uh, for the moment, but then we have matinees coming up as well. And I think over the next week we have, you know, a rehearsal here or there. So it's not like a set thing. Every week's slightly different, but by the books we have three shows a week for the moment. Are they waiting just to see how it does? And then if there's a demand because you don't want to open with like half houses. You want to make sure you've got enough people to make it work financially. They're kind of waiting just to see how it does. And then if the demand is there, they can add a little bit more. Yeah. Or is it I, more safety? Um, I guess like if they, if they have a high demand, they might open up like a second show on a Saturday night. But um, 
I think for now we we're just doing three shows a week and then around Christmas New Year time we'll build up to a more full-time schedule for a couple of weeks um and then we'll probably go back to our three shows after New Year's Hmm. so if I want to come in the spring is there a time that's better as far as you've lived in Paris for a long, enough period of time to know like when things are really good for travel and the weather I've been there in the winter and I've been there in the summer. So I'm just curious, like is spring and I'm with auditions that things are op- more, things are opening in the spring. Like I wanted to see Nouvelle. I'm going to say that wrong, but I feel like a few other shows may be coming back in the spring. I, I would love to see. Is a good time, I think. Spring, yeah. I think spring's a beautiful time in Paris and everything's blooming April, May time. It's starting to get warmer. So I think that could be a nice time to come. We may be going back into our two shows a night by that time. So is it hard to get tickets right now? Like, do you know, like how, how they're doing? Like if people come, they want to make sure they've got their tickets before they show up in Paris and find out they can't get into the Lido if there's only three days. Um. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> you don't know the, how the box office. All I think this last weekend was maybe hard because it was just it was packed. So maybe this last weekend it was hard to get tickets. But um, no, people just need to go online and buy their tickets on the website, and you know I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can find a spot. But I mean, that's a good problem to have if it's, you know, so many, there's only three shows you can get into and they fill them up every night. That's way more fun than when you've got, you know, half empty uh, showroom. So as we're wrapping it up, is there anything you guys want to um, maybe share about what it, what it is like to be back? I know you've kind of touched on that, but if there's anything else of what it's done for your soul, <laughs> your oh, heart. Oh, my soul is back to normal now. <laughs> 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 and, you know, I'm hanging out with, my friends and I've I've built closer friendships now that I've come back and started back fresh and yeah I think I'm creating my own little family you know outside of the the show like we have our family there but now I'm creating my own family and Leah's part of that family outside of work and it's just Paris is beautiful at the moment the weather's been really sunny warm perfect weather and we're just making the most of everything before it turns into the cold season and winter. And then we all have to put our heaters on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. How about you, Leah? What is it that's done for you to be back? Um, oh, I think just kind of being back into like our work routine and seeing everyone again and spending time with everybody. Um, it just kind of makes me think, yes, okay, this is where I belong. This is where I'm happy. And um just yeah like savannah said just so grateful for every time we get to do the show and making the most of every time we step out on stage because you just never know like um how quickly things can change so just being super grateful that we have such a good job and that we work in such a nice environment and be able to do what we love finally after such a long break absolutely because i wonder how many people just kind of decided i I can't keep hoping. So I'm going to go do something else, but to hang in there that long and to get that call and say, absolutely, I'll be there is um, that says a lot how much, because talking to both of you, how, how much you appreciate your job is, is wonderful too. Cause I mean, I did shows for a long time and there's people that are loving it. There's people that are jaded and I hated doing shows where people were, you know, jaded 
know that expression is American thing. Like they're just over it and they complained about things. I'm like, I can't sit next to you because I still love what I do and I don't want to be surrounded by that. So when you're with people who all appreciate it and came back, took a risk to come back, I wonder if that also just kind of makes you guys closer too, because everybody obviously wants to be there. No one is just like, you know, just yeah. filling up their time because it's a, a good job. You'd have okay. to really want to come back. Kind of in the same boat. Like we're all very grateful. And I think we're all very aware of how lucky we are and um, to have a job because there's so many artists in the world that um, they don't have a job to go back to or their show has permanently closed. And now they're, they're without a job and they don't know what to do. And I think like yeah. us having that support and um, being looked after for the whole time that we were off um, and being and knowing that we have a job to go back to um, and a contract to go back to, it's, it's very reassuring. And um, yeah, we're just all very grateful. Please tell the whole cast, I'm so thrilled that you guys are all back on stage. I think that's just an unusually wonderful company. What I've, what I've seen of seeing the show and then just of some of the interviews is wonderful, wonderful people that are super passionate. Um, so we'll, we'll leave it with this. But when I come to Paris, I want to uh, toast with champagne the fact that, you, that the show is open, the fact that you are now official Sublimes. I'm just really, really happy for you. You just, it couldn't happen. Yeah, you guys are just, you're just wonderful. And I want to celebrate that. So um, until I see you in Paris, stay safe. And we um, do. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. We look forward to celebrating. So yeah, yes, we will do, we'll continue the celebration in person. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much. much.